haven't listened to this podcast before, this is the podcast that helps professional families who are navigating all of life's big financial transitions. So if that sounds like you, be sure to subscribe to our Instagram at Bounce Financial. Uh, before we get into it today, I just wanted to highlight that everything we talk about in this podcast uh, does not take into account your personal circumstances and is general advice only. Uh, if you are looking to get advice or to take action on any of these things, then we'd encourage you to reach out to Bounce Financial. <laughs> um, what are we talking about today, Car? We're talking about common uh, mistakes or bad habits that we see people with doing with their finances. Yeah, I, I think this this episode, we kind of wanted to talk about, I guess, just some little wins that you could probably implement mm. in your finances, which perhaps on first look don't appear to be a big deal, Yeah, but they kind of all add up. Yeah, they, they definitely are. And we've seen a whole host of things over the many years that we've been doing this. Mm. And there just seem to be a few common ones that people trip up on or aren't really sure or don't realize it's kind of a big deal. Yeah, you start to see patterns. Correct. Um, cool. All right, well, let, let's get into it. What's the what's the first one we, we're going to talk about? Well, the first one seems obvious to me, but may not be so obvious to everybody. And that is using buy now and pay, pay later services. Let's get controversial straight <laughs> up. We, since the beginning of this being established, we, we had a pretty strong stance on the fact that we don't really believe in it. Yep. And we don't think that there's much benefit in it. Um, we've heard the arguments why people like to use it and people get to do whatever they want to do. It's your but money. From our perspective, we have definitely seen that anyone who utilizes this regularly tends to spend more money and it tends to be a bit of an issue. Yeah. I've, uh, generally, people who are using buy now, pay later are not succeeding in other parts of their finances. Mm -hmm. Like there's a strong correlation between the use of this. And really, I think it's because buy now, pay later sort of encourages us to think about the cost of something, not in what the actual cost is, but in payments. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a it's mentally put there to trick you. It's mentally put there to, to do it. And you may think it's easier to sort of spread it out over four payments. Uh, but in most of instances with my clients, it's like they usually have the money mm -hmm. available. Yep. Um, so really it's just kind of to make them feel better about the cost that they're yeah. spending. And I guess I would look at it and say, well, don't, don't feel like you can't spend money, right? Like that's your money. You want to buy it? Buy it. And, and I guess arguably I have the view that if you don't have the money to buy something now, you should probably wait until you do. Yes. And if that skirt that you want to buy for $60, you don't have the money, we'll probably just wait a couple of weeks and pay the full 60 when you want to buy it. Yeah. I feel like this was quite controversial a few years ago when Afterpay was very popular. Mm -hmm. um, less so now. I think most people have kind yeah. of started to cotton on that it's a bit of a... Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, one of, the, one of the things we see that we tend not to love. Uh, what's the second one? This kind of rolls on, I guess, from the first one. Okay. So buy now, pay later is one. Credit cards are another thing. Yeah. Now I'm not necessarily saying credit cards are bad. In fact, I have one and I use it as a tool. Yep. However, huge thing that we have seen is that people have money sitting in a bank account but they've got money owing on their credit card. Yes. And they're paying interest on that. Um, and the reason is, in most circumstances, they just like to have some money set aside. Yes. But they're paying a lot of interest on a credit card. You know, interest on credit cards are like 19 20%. It's outrageous. <laughs> it's a lot to pay to, mm. to have money in a savings account making at best 
five and a half percent, which which is current at best too. Yes, this is record highs. Yes, interest in bank account. Yeah, yes. it, it doesn't make a lot of sense, and I understand again. A lot of these are psychological. It's okay. I psychologically feel uneasy with the fact that I have less savings, but if you have a credit card debt, you actually just don't have those savings. You've just moved money from one place to another. It's it's basically put you in a neutral position but with paying excess fees for doing so. Yeah. We, we don't want to be paying money to banks. They make enough money. We yeah, do. we don't need to. How do you feel about buy now, pay later on credit cards? Uh, well, don't do not do that combo to me. That's... <laughs> it's something I actually see quite common is, is people having their buy now, pay later um, payments coming out of their credit cards, mm-hmm. which is almost like this double layer yeah. of debt. Um, I mean, obviously, I think that's a bad thing. So yeah. We want to keep our finances simple. We don't want to be adding this level of complexity. Number three. Um, number three. Not putting excess cash in your offset account, but instead putting it in a in a bank account or a savings account. Yes. And I think this really comes down to people not truly understanding what an offset account does. Yes. So uh, quick, quick lesson on offset accounts. It's a bank account, right? Yeah. It's exactly like a normal bank account in that you can put money in it, you can take money out of it. Okay. The difference is it's kind of tacked onto the side of your home loan in most instances. And why that's a good thing is that however much is in there reduces the amount of interest you're paying on your home loan. Uh, So if you've got $100,000 sitting in cash against your home loan, you'll be paying your home loan interest as if you've got $100,000 less on it. On the loan. On the loan. A lot of people don't truly understand that that's a benefit because all they see is money sitting in a bank account and sometimes they keep it just in a different savings account. Yes. And that's okay. It's a little complex, but you could be saving thousands of dollars a year just by moving it from one account to another. Yes. I think it can be hard. So if you have the money in a savings account, you see the interest coming in, you earn interest and it comes into your account. And I think people see that and go, well, that's a good thing. I want interest coming in. Um, You don't necessarily see the interest that's being saved on your home loan. So it's hard to to really see that you're actually getting a better Mm. position by putting it in the offset account. Um, But in Basically, all instances you are. Yes. Uh, unless you've got some insane savings account and your your interest rate's really low, like there are potentially exceptions. But in most instances, you're better off having it in that offset account. Um, if the interest rate on your loan exceeds what you're getting in the savings account, then it's a win. Uh, and there's also tax consequences if you're earning savings. So 100%. offset accounts are great. We love offset accounts. Um, okay, number four. Uh, one thing that we see all the time is people not segmenting their money. Yes. Now, we are huge believers in segmenting money, you and I, and and that doesn't mean you need to have 40,000 different bank accounts, yep. but we do like to move some money away from ourselves for bills and that sort of stuff and just leave ourselves with a certain amount of money for entertainment spending. Yep. Now, we tend to find that if people have just one bank account with all their money in it and they spend from that one bank account and get money put into it, they tend to overspend. They underestimate what they're spending in for the fun stuff. Yes. Uh, because it's all just lumped together in one big bank account. Yeah. It's, it's very hard when you're going about your day, you know, you're buying lunch, you're like buying groceries, you, you know, you just, you need to just act on your day sort of thing. You can't be pulling out an Excel spreadsheet every five seconds and working out, okay, am I overspending in this area? Did I assign enough money for that? Segmenting money into bank accounts allows you to go, okay, I can see that bills money is set aside there. I can see that my fund spending money is set aside. And you can also start to see where those natural limits are. So if you limit how much fund spending money you're going to have in that account, 
you start to see, hey, at the end of the week, I'm running a bit low here. I probably need to wind down on the, the lunches or something just to kind of make sure I'm not overspending in that area. And I think like this is such a basic concept. And sometimes when you know that you're really good with money, people can think it's almost like offensive to go, I can control my own spending. But, you know, we're professional financial advisors and we do this ourselves because, you know, it's all well and good to have this great strategy, but sometimes at the end of the day when you're tired and you want takeaway, (laughs) it's just very easy to overspend. It's just about setting up guardrails for yourself, right? Like you're going to have moments where you're not particularly motivated. um, And so just making sure you've got those guardrails. Now, the, the key to that is making sure that the money you've set aside kind of matches the lifestyle you're trying to live. If you've set really harsh restrictions on yourself and you're trying to to never spend money on anything fun, you're going to break. So let's incorporate that. Let's have realistic budgets that allow us to save but also enjoy life now. Exactly. Um, And what is the last bad financial habit slash mistake or issue we've seen? Yeah, so this one's, I guess, probably a little different in that it's relatively specific to certain people we see, right? It's not necessarily a simple one, but it's about salary packaging, which is, I guess, something that's available for people who work for -for not-for-profits or Queensland Health or hospitals, things like that, um, that allows them to receive some money tax-free. Now, it's very confusing, it is, yeah. Very confusing. And so we see a lot of people who just aren't taking advantage of it because they just don't really want to deal with it. You know, maybe they're worried it's going to affect their help debt and unsure what that's going to look like. Um, so it's just all a little bit too hard. And I kind of understand that, but they're missing out on thousands of mm-hmm. dollars of value here. Yeah. Um, so that's, I guess this is one that it's like, this could be a pretty small change in your life that could really add a lot more money. Yeah, exactly. And it, and it really just comes from, truly not understanding it, which as Ben said, it is complex, but this is one of those ones that can be a big win. And we have seen many people not taking advantage of this. Yes. Um, And at the end of the day, we love it if you have more money in your back pocket. So I guess the reason that we wanted to go through these was just to be like, hey, these are pretty easy fixes, pretty easy wins for most people. So if any of those are relevant to your situation, maybe have a sit down and think about how this relates to you and what you could potentially change, adjust the way that you do things so that you're getting a benefit. Yeah. Basically, when we start doing a financial plan, we look through some of these things to see if there's anything obvious where we can get money back, right? So I might have a client come to me and I'll go, okay, I can see, all right, there's some credit card debt where you're paying, you know, a couple hundred bucks a month that you don't need to be paying. You've got money not in your offset account so we'll move it into there we'll segment out some money and then you know we'll take advantage of salary packaging before you know it they've got five six seven thousand dollars more which is amazing um, <laughs> immediately by just moving some money around and changing so um and yeah. these aren't even you know complex amazing financial planning tax strategies these are just some <laughs> basic things yeah. um and again we kind of say this don't feel silly if you are doing them most of the time people don't realize how much of a massive impact they will have if you just make these tiny tweaks. Yeah, they seem small. Awesome. Well, until next time, guys. See you then. Bye.